I love saying that in my greatest Ben Shapiro quoting uh, WAP. It is my favorite thing that happened in 2020. Horse, 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 horse. I can't not do it. I can't. Uh, I've always done horror, horror for the holidays. And welcome once again to Laser Time, the nation's 17th leading pop culture show. Consider, continue our slide into irrelevance, but with a, a wonderful cast for a wonderful show. If you don't know what we do, we take a, a pop culture topic. We uh, do a little bit of research, grab some experts and friends. This is just our, for lack of a better purpose, our Christmas special. Trying to find the true meaning of Christmas through uh, through pop culture. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who is with me? Uh, owner of Lost Season 2 on DVD, <laughs> Dave Rudden. <laughs> Dave Rudden and from 30 2010. It's me, Sarah. And very special guest from the brand new Framework uh, YouTube channel. Framework on YouTube. Yeah, that, thank you for that plug right up front. I thought long and hard about how I was going to introduce myself, and I'm going to go with Mistletoe Wilson. Mistletoe oh. Wilson. So, uh, so I've, we talked about Christmas a bunch in the past. I know we're going to retread a little ground here with uh, some of the stuff that we talk about. Um, but isn't that Christmas? That I mean, that's is like that's the nature of Christmas specials. The idea yeah. of, of Christmas specials is allowing people to stay home, including people who work at television stations just put on something from the 60s and go home broadcast <laughs> a local choir or something taped or or a log or father loves beaver <laughs> i don't <laughs> <laughs> so some of this is comfort food some of this is well-worn laser time ground but like it was sort of dave's idea to find the best christmas speeches uh speeches that make the holidays meaningful and given that we are living we're recording this in 2010 and living in the aftertimes, and it really helps if it's a 46-minute speech. On now, yeah. no one's gonna understand that a week from now. Yeah, but. no one will get that a week from now. Homeboy will have done something insane, and we will totally have forgotten it. But, but I mean, I'm not a, I'm not the most sentimental person in the world. But like, given our quarantiny, masky situation, holy shit, Christmas took a big hit. Whether you thought you liked it or not. You know, I was talking to Michael. He's from Video Game Apocalypse. He's spending his first Christmas without his parents in forty. I think he said forty-two years of existence. Mm-hmm. Nothing can do. We had a Christmas vacation plan. We were going to go up to the mountains in a friend's cabin that my parents have, and it's just like, no, we just canceled that. Uh, Christmas is, for all intents and purposes, ruined. And and my girl and I are stuck in the house, and I am taking way more comfort. Before December had happened, I had gone through like Home Alone and It's a Wonderful Life and all these other movies that I usually like wait a little while to get to. But no, I just want to crank the heat and feel Christmassy. And the only way to experience that now is through pop culture. And and I'm I'm just glad I have uh, you. Dave Dave has done a ton of these uh, with us, but uh, Tony and Sarah have not. So they have a little maybe a little bit of a different Christmas tradition. I well, am a general I, in the war on Christmas, so uh, just be, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I just—I was just thinking that I think for a lot of people, though, this Christmas, I, I do think there's a population out there where this Christmas being much more low key and much less hanging out with family might be a little bit of a relief. I mean, we've yeah. done big Christmases here at the house, Sam and I. We've hosted our families for the past couple of years, and we also did that for Thanksgiving this year. We just can't do it, and I'm not going to lie, like. I am totally going to miss seeing everyone, but there's a little part of me that's 
kind of looking forward to having a very low key. We're just going to hang out, watch Christmas movies and build a fire. And it's just going to be me and Sam and our kid. And that's it. Yeah. Kind of looking forward to it a little bit. And I do think that maybe after such a stressful year, it may be a little blessing in disguise for people to just have a time to just totally calm down, not have to do the hustle and bustle of shopping and entertaining. That's certainly a lot less uh, stress involved with that. Like you were saying, like, like I know for my part, you know, I, I made an effort to like, Pretty much every year since I've, uh, you know, kind of been on my own was to uh, make sure I spend time with my mom and stepdad at their place, spends time with my dad and stepmom at their place, see my grandparents in a, in a different state from where the others live, see some friends from college, you know, like make all these rounds and essentially do like four or five Christmases in the week around Christmas, you know, and, and so to, to not have to do that is something of a stress reliever. Yeah, you know, it, it, it in a bittersweet way, right? Like yeah. it's still, yes, I want to see those people and be with them. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't have to spend uh, a bunch of money on train tickets and stuff to go see all those people, you know? The biggest bummer for me is not being able to be at a movie theater on Christmas, because that oh. is one of our family traditions is seeing um, going on Christmas Day to a movie theater. We are those assholes. I mean, but... if, you, if, yeah. you saw, if you saw that news of Warner Brothers is just dumping all, I don't want to say dump uh, that automatically lets you know where my old ass stands on Warner promoting. Brothers <laughs> promoting all of their all their <laughs> movies in 2021 going to uh HBO Max instead of movie and movie theater simultaneously and by that I don't I do, I I can I cannot say enough about this I've been talking about it like all week with my friends I hate it and I I have friends like fuck mm-hmm. movie theaters we should be able to watch wherever we want and like well yeah Sarah Dave and I and possibly <laughs> Tony do choose to go to movie theaters to watch old yep. movies. A- absolutely. And- <laughs> I've been, I was uh, an AMC A-lister when that began. Same. Before that, I was, I was the movie, I was using movie pass like literally years before it was cool. Like <laughs> I was part of the crowd that got mad that movie pass got popular because then we knew we weren't going to be able to use it the way we'd been using it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the idea the that- A-list was insane. Like we were going at least twice a week to movies. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm not it. exaggerating. I saw everything that yep. was coming out everything and i have you know friends who wanted to do the same and if there was a movie they didn't want to see well you know and i had a free evening i would still go see it so yep. truly no exaggeration i was seeing yeah everything that was coming out that i thought was worth seeing you know and yeah. it says something it says something about a movie if you won't go see it kind of for free <laughs> yeah, right exactly. <laughs> but, but um yeah i mean you know yeah, bloodshot the- has the honor of being the Yay! last thing i saw in theaters this year <laughs> I'm cat, sadly. Um, Mine was onward, uh, while hungover, and I had to leave halfway through to vomit did, in the bathroom. How'd you see? It? <laughs> Dave is the king of the next day vomit. It is. It is fantastic. Oh, then mm. I am the queen. Oh, that's Last... right. I forgot. Yeah, Sarah described it like ago... I'll jump in the shower and just bad. <laughs> <laughs> two years ago, I threw up in a Sears bathroom on Black Friday morning. <laughs> Great, like Alanis Morissette song. I, <laughs> I hope, I hope there's, years. I hope there's some family portrait being taken where everyone is all of a sudden looking to the left at the sound of a little lady retching. <laughs> a little bit of splashback on the splashback of the photo. That, that's that's why I think talking about this is important because, um, man, latch hold, of, latch a hold of any traditions you have because, like, maybe we'll next year we'll be able to get together with family comfortably and safely uh, and yeah again no matter where you stand comfortably and mm-hmm. but movie theaters may not exist and like every lighting ceremonies and yeah it's like it's 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 sort of the end of something which is why i wanted to play a clip um 
of this Christmas speech that perplexes me, but like makes me cry to this day. It's from uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas, and <laughs> and this is this is Linus talking about the meaning of Christmas. Bam. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. So this is a better time. This is a great time to tell you the show is brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> and I, it, it, I find that speech very moving just because, I don't know, like it's nice to believe in something nice. And I, I grew up a little religious, and there's some comfort in that. Uh, I find it, if you didn't know, I started a Christmas blog a long time ago, and I made little meters like how much Santa's in here and how Christmassy is this, or is it just set at Christmas? And then I had Jesus Factor, assuming I would need that for everything based, <laughs> and then I realized that's solely based on this special, I believe technically the third Christmas special ever. Um, and the CBS hated it in the 60s. <laughs> Don't talk about Jesus. We're we're drinking Mad Men drinks. No one wants to hear about Jesus. Brought to you by Coca Cola. Damn it! Yes, it is. Uh, they made. Uh, I mean, you know, you want to talk some polar opposite of your Jesus Christmas special? You, you, Frosty Returns is the polar opposite of that. You talk about your your Coca Cola sponsorship. I believe that's that's an utter denial of a god. Like that. Christmas, yeah, I just watched a, that again. That that's that's Christmas special is fucking terrible. Yeah. Frosty attacks and dethrones God in Frosty Returns. Happy birthday! Everyone will bleed <laughs> from I, the eyes. I wrote about that uh, that special for your same blood, Chris. Yeah. Uh, once upon a time, I do recall doing that, and definitely a zero Jesus factor. There's no mention at all. Almost no special other, like, I think I never had to fill in that meter other than for Don Bluth, the small one, which hmm. Don Bluth, right before he left Disney, not right before, what did I, leave me alone, people, uh, <laughs> like, did a 30-minute animated short that I think is wonderful about b the kid who befriends the donkey that brings Joseph and Mary to the manger. And it the, it's the weirdest thing Disney has ever censored because the last shot is a blatant cross in the stars. And Disney has now digitally removed the cross because just like we don't want to upset people. Well, like the people you're going to upset are the people who love the cross. Ironically, yeah. though, now the stars say sex like they did in <laughs> The Lion King. <laughs> well, that is how they got there. Well, actually, no. Sorry, no. Immaculate Conception. Hello. Yo, God went down, and when Joseph was sleeping, he put so much sperm in a Virgin Mary. Um, it, um, really Italian American way of putting it. <laughs> but to be and fair, David Old Spumoni one too. Hey, she's slamming the ham on Christmas Day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what are you saying, Sarah? No, I was just gonna say to be fair. I mean, I do think that 
when I see a lot of like cross imagery mm -hmm. in my Christmas stuff, it's kind of weird because that's kind of how Jesus died. Right. And to like bring it into the conversation about a little baby who's eventually going to be put to the death penalty and here's how, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so like like imagine if people while he was still alive celebrated Ronald Reagan with like a small handgun like and held it in his face. <laughs> oh, ah, oh, it's a little ah, have a little PTSD, mother. Uh, like, point, Chris, imagine apparently. when you were born if the first thing you were shown is the toilet that you'll eventually die on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one in the strike good point, up, Sarah. Like I've I've watched the Charlie Baron Christmas countless times, but what I really never watched was um The Great Pumpkin. What? And for all of like how um, Linus is like his, the true meaning of Christmas is not the commercial the commercialization aspect. It's you know the true meaning of Christmas. But he just literally transferred all of his feelings onto the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, because it he uh, he now he believes a pumpkin is giving him presents. Like yeah. he still has that greed in him. He just has put it on a different holiday. <laughs> I, I think that's a, that's a fucking beautiful revelation. Good point. Linus is a man of faith. Yeah. Let it not be said. Flying spaghetti and, monster and, in the modern age. And I have, I have, like, because yeah, I'm not I, again. Throughout this episode, I'm not here to shit on anybody's religion, despite not being religious. I almost pulled over today because I saw a house, and it had like a manger scene, but it also had like one of those like 1950s four foot tall snowmen and Santas, and I just like screeching my Prius to halt. Where did you get? <laughs> Can I buy them from you? I, not the Jesus. Maybe the Joseph. I'll take the Joseph. Uh, the, the full fire hazard 1950s, yes. like full of lead and asbestos. Yes, the ones that can only be lit by like nineteen, like nineteen hundred Edison bulbs, guaranteed to catch your shrubs on fire. I, I, but it's it just that, like, um, and I also had no other place to bitch about. I am still righteously upset over Apple buying exclusive rights to the peanuts. Mm -hmm. It, I guess mm -hmm. it has a happy ending to where like they were forced like, no, fuck you, Apple. You, you can't take this away from everyone because you want to buy up exclusives because your Jason Momoa bl blind show sucks. And I've never heard anybody talk <laughs> about morning show in my entire life. You can't I just heard something about that. It does. Yeah, seem interesting. I know exactly what you heard that someone else was cast. You've heard no one talk about a show on Apple TV in a good way other than Ted Lasso. <laughs> I was yes, like, I've, Ted heard, Lasso. I've heard good things said about the morning show, but it's said by the two people I know in my entire circle of people I know who have <laughs> Apple Plus. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> which are which are really worse than evangelicals. Like anybody who instantly <laughs> bought into Apple Apple have you Plus. You heard the good news about our Lord and Savior. <laughs> I mean, but I was I was more upset like when this I think I only talked about it on VGA that like, yeah, Apple, we're Apple, we have so much money, we're gonna buy it this exclusive. I'm like, things are traditions because everyone has access to them. You fucking assholes. Buying up and locking down the peanut specials for Apple users is asinine. No one's signing up for this shit to to stream the special. I can buy this special anytime I want. I, as a human being, it's like one of the only times I watch network television. I want to see the Hershey's Kiss commercial. Yes, and the M&M's one. Mm -hmm. I, I want to, yeah, like I, I want to watch this with the rest of the world. And you, you fucking try to take that away from all of us. Apple. I want to see the incest coffee commercial. 
<laughs> the best commercial of all time. Well, that's that 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 is just a little bit of a primer, and I know we've gone on a little bit. I've gone a little too ranty here, but uh, I'm still boycotting all Apple products except for AirPods, uh, <laughs> Apple Watches, iPhones, possibly my iPad. I don't use it that much anymore. Uh, basically, just Apple. I'm boycotting everything except those like hundred dollar wheels. I just want to stack other <laughs> things on those and just push them around for fun. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I want a bunch of sentient books to take out people in a wheel from the comic strip BC. Uh, if that's what you're talking about, but uh, let's let's close out with a little Vince Guaraldi music in honor of the Peanuts. And I hope Apple relented. You can see them now on I think PBS or another. You could see the Thanksgiving specials on PBS, but they they have they're making new Charlie Brown shit, which like okay, whatever. They've made new Charlie Brown shit for years. Like keep the staples on, keep them keep them traditional. They're still pleasant. Kids love them. Adults love them. Keep them available for everyone. Fuck you, Apple. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker, or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co-host Jeremy and Adam beg to differ. Except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series, Sick of Star Wars, with a big giant question mark, exclusively available at patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a little taste. My monkey. But the Boba Fett's story being introduced and hyped for two years. That's something the first Star Wars didn't really have. They had a trailer, but no one like was expecting things from Luke Skywalker. When you announce a character like that, that looks cool as hell, and yeah. then he's in a movie and doesn't do that much, and then he's in another movie and does somehow even worse. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. His, his course... But he looked great doing it. He did. He looked great doing it. In another episode of the story I wanted to get into was... Um, Boba Fett was, for all intents and purposes, set up to be the, the next bad following Darth Vader. And George Lucas just says, man, I don't feel like doing any more movies. And just really cruelly murdered him <laughs> in front of all literally of us. Literally threw him away. Yeah, yeah. Threw, literally threw him away. Just throw away, yeah. <laughs> My monkey. Oh, that's Sick of Star Wars, available exclusively at patreon.com slash lasertime, along with weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive bonus podcasts, and more for just five bucks. And that's in addition to the brand new show, Sick of Star Wars, an angst-ridden podcast saga told in nine parts. Listen long and prosper. This is so wizarding. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. It's a lot of games. Uh, but here are some games I do not love, but have been sitting on sounds for over a decade. Who's that knocking at the door? Hi. Oh, it's Dan Amrick. No, it's hi. It's it's Big Bird. Hi. <laughs> it's Big Bird, and uh, he has a. It's it's one of the first games to have speech in it, and not just speech. Yeah. It is like this is Carol Spinney. This is the voice actor. Um, yeah. A modular Rest version. In peace. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of the the original and best Big Bird. 
Let's play hide and speak. Choose a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he really like there no enunciate clearly into that mic, Carol, because people aren't going to be able to understand a word of this. Choose a game. And I, what I really love about it is that like a normal game would tell you like fail, you died, wrong, and it's Sesame Street game, so I can't do that. Find the count. Find Bert. That's Grover. <laughs> it can't tell you got it wrong. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! Santa Claus was born in 1945. He had a boogie-woogie Coca-Cola army. And when the commies gave the polio to Doris Day, Santa helped the Beatles chase McCarthy away. That baby boomer Santa, she's never gonna die. Santa fought at Woodstock and Vietnam and smoked a ton of acid and burnt his bra. And then in 1970, he did more drugs. And his hair stayed long, and he grew a mustache. Baby Boomer Santa, he's gonna stay alive. <laughs> Santa. I, they jump from McCarthyism to Woodstock in about no, no, five seconds. Santa fought at Woodstock. <laughs> What is this, Forrest Gump? Basically? Yeah, it is. It is. It, it, yeah, it is a millennials version of Forrest Gump recited. It's so great. Santa invented that is like beautiful melding of like multiple musical genres within one song. By the way, mm-hmm. it, commun- and I. This is a 2021 Christmas idea. Granted, we all make it there, um, but like I'm surprised watching all the Christmas movies and like shows that I've watched this year. The best Christmas musicals are t- are episodes of TV shows or specials. Yeah, and, 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 and not, not are like the long, you know, actual musicals. And like not I've seen not, a bunch not of the, them, they suck. Not the Olaf ones either, which is yeah. also strange because I love Frozen's music. Um, but that Olaf special is like this should have been a new classic, and it's it's not, and it's <laughs> more like accessible than ever. Minute Olaf special. What did that thirty play before? Uh, Coco <laughs> before right. the yes, the, that was oh. Kind I of, think that, that's a placement thing more than anything else. <laughs> like, don't do that to people. Don't do that to someone like me who really does not like Frozen but thinks Coco is just a perfect movie. Don't do that. Yeah. Coco is a perfect movie. And uh, we, we just talked about Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, uh, the season two community episode on 302010, the Laser Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine taking you back three decades and anniversaries. And I, I am a little bummed out all like – all my modern favorite, my favorite modern Christmas specials are now ten years old, thanks to this and prep and landing. But Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. If you're jaded or cynical or not a Christian or don't celebrate Christmas, it's still one of the best Christmas episodes of anything I've ever seen. And if you don't know Community, it was like it was created by Dan Harmon and the Russo brothers, the guys who ended up kind of defining the best era of the MCU through. But because 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 like the Marvel people saw what they were doing in community like, wow, these people really get like high fantasy and like serious silliness. Holy shit, we should like give them a budget. And they did. And we 
went from Winter Soldier to Avengers Endgame with the, the people who created Community. And still, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas in season two from 10 years ago is, I think, the episode that took the longest time to make because it is all stop motion. It is not just special because the episode is in stop motion. It is canonical and you need to watch it in order of the show to get the most out of it. You can watch it outside the show. I've watched it twice this year, uh, technically three times to get these sound clips. Um, but Abed is a meta spectrumy character. If you don't know the show and is always acknowledging that he's on a TV show, even though everyone's else like, please leave our real lives alone. This is not a TV show. No, I will not engage it with a, in a montage with you. Um, but this is when he wakes from the start of the episode, they're in stop motion. And as an audience member, you might be wondering why, and Abed kind of gives you the reason here. This is disappointing. What do you care about Christmas, Abed? You're Muslim. Don't your people spend this season writing angry letters to TV Guide? It's true. Religiously, I'm Muslim. But I've always been a big fan of Christmas. And this is the most important Christmas in the history of the universe. I'm assuming that's why we're all stop-motion animated. I vote we let it go. <laughs> what did you say we were, Abed? We're stop-motion animated. I don't understand what he's saying. I never understand what any of you are saying. You guys don't see it? I noticed it this morning. That's how I knew it was a special Christmas. We've clearly entered a whole new medium. Abed, does the word clearly mean the same thing to you as it does to normal people? You guys really don't see what I'm seeing? That worries me a little. I think it worries all of us. Is there something that we can do to help you with your situation, Abed? For starters, you can move around more. Not much point in being animated if you don't. And I think we should commit to the format, starting with a song. You start. I'm sure we'll join in. Give me the snow, light up the trees. I, I, we played it all on 32. I love the intro to Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. It makes me very, very happy. It's the community theme song with jingle bells in the background. It's going to be the best Christmas since the original. Uh, I think this is really making me just want to go back and watch more community. It's been that I've not watched I've it in some time. Introduced my girl to it. I do want to say, oh, six seasons of a show. Like, you skip the fourth season and the. The third, fifth, and sixth season are like 12 episodes. It goes yeah. very, of 20 minutes. It goes very, very fast. Uh, mm -hmm. It's is much but easier to get like three Christmas episodes total from yeah. them. Because the other the other times they weren't around during Christmas times. So. Yeah, the last, the I, we just watched the fifth season. And it's like um, somebody asked, like, why didn't we celebrate Christmas this year? He's like, uh, we came out mid-season because they were a mid-season replacement. So they missed Christmas. Mm. So they don't have a Christmas episode. But the whole episode is, I, I, they set it up, it's its a delusion from one of the main characters brought upon by something I've experienced more and more. Not only as I've watched, I'm old as shit and watched my friends get divorced, I've seen more of my friends' parents get divorced as we're like off on our own. And like, what are you doing for Christmas? And like, well, I'm like, I have a new one-year-old brother in my late 30s, so like... <laughs> My parents don't need me. They don't need the complication from me. I'm just going to stick around here. And like, that's what Abed is suffering from. Every December 9th, he watches Rudolph with his mother. And his mother's like, yeah, your dad and I divorced. And I had a new baby. Like, you're a man now. I, I can't come this year. And he disappears into a delusion of stop motion uh, Rudolph world. <laughs> and I think, it's, I think it's one of the best Christmas things I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I, I enjoy it very much. I can't not be alone. You guys have to be with well, me. It's, I actually watched it right before we mm. started recording just to refresh because 
Well, Antista told me to. <laughs> I know you like the show and you hadn't seen it yet. And I just. I've seen it before. I just hadn't seen it in a couple of And you're of the years. one who's like, what are we talking about? Like, stuff you know. Relax. Go watch Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's perfectly nails that feeling of being a little too old to be coddled by your parents with Christmas, but still wanting that feeling. And I am 35 and I still feel that way. Like with, well, why aren't we doing our same Christmas traditions? My mom is like, because you're a grown ass adult and yeah. like you need to grow up. You can return your own TJ Maxx merchandise. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, you can buy your own Waffle House <laughs> breakfast. But is that um, your tradition? Yeah. Well, we would go to mass like late, not midnight mass, but like the mass that's like at eight o'clock. And then we would have dinner afterwards at Waffle House on Christmas Eve. I want to be Loved married it. to you too. I want to do <laughs> It that. was so good. <laughs> I had Loved my first it. Waffle House of the pandemic uh, pickup. And oh. I, was so, I have so only eaten in Waffle House between the hours of like 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. because it was always an after party thing. <laughs> there is no that's other so restaurant. Good. You can order everything on the menu for less than $10. Mm-hmm. You just put, and it, put it all on hash browns. Put it all on a hash yes. browns. You can eat everything oh. there. It's so good. that I Actually, Sam and I were watching something that featured a diner, and I just turned and I was like, the first restaurant we're going to is Waffle House. Yes. <laughs> when we get that vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it really nails that feeling, and it also really nails the feeling of becoming an adult and having a chosen family now who you can start right. celebrating with and you can start having your own new traditions with, which is an exciting part of growing up and something that we're starting to explore now as well. I mean, we Sam and I have our kids, so we're still kind of in the kid mode, but he's growing up. He's like in middle school. He doesn't really want to hang out with us anymore. So Dude, we're ready to start. He's th- he's three years away from never talking to me. It's so scary. It's, so, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's so scary. <laughs> And, and I had that for th- Thanksgiving is a holiday I care much less about. And I celebrated that with my transplant friends. We'd always call it orphan Thanksgiving. We'd do it abroad. And I would always go home for Christmas because I like to smell my parents' living room with a tree. And uh, I got really mad when they started decorating the tree without me. I didn't realize I cared that much. Uh, it took me in- until my mid-late t- 20s to care, to know that I cared about it. Uh, but yeah, Christmas is still something I, I very much care about. I can't imagine if that many traditions were taken away from me as, yeah. as are for Abed. And he goes through this whole thing, which is, it's filled with wonderful pop culture references. It's wonderfully animated. Again, my last viewing, my favorite line, John Oliver is the, the exploitative therapist who wants to publish a journal based on Abed's delusion. And <laughs> Donald Glover just grabs him like, who taught you therapy? Michael Jackson's dad. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he gets to the end and like uh, just freezes because Dave, what does he find in the box that the true meaning of Christmas? Okay, I'm a little ashamed about this. It's the first season of Lost on DVD, yeah. not the second, as I said at the beginning. So I'm just gonna. Can you isolate this and just put this over what I said at the beginning? I'm gonna first. Pre- I'm gonna pretend I. Okay. Uh, yes, let's pretend I did Great. that. Great. Thank you so much. It's the first season of Lost on DVD, which <laughs> Abed says, and let's let's uh, keep in mind, Abed is not of his right mind at this point. Um, he says it represents a lack of payoff. I don't quite agree with that, but um, that's that's a story for a podcast that you will never let me do. Uh, <laughs> you just yeah. don't want to. You don't want to do it. It's so great because I, I I was watching Lost with Sarah from the start and Dave at the end. And, it's true. And, and you should be happy that you weren't with me at the end because I was angry. <laughs> Dave was not. Dave thinks it's a very satisfying show. 
And also, I won't give okay. his Twitter out on the air. But um, <laughs> mm. I, most people most people defend yeah, you. At, the, at this point, I think people are watching it, you know, binge style and probably not getting disappointed that they waited a whole year for this payoff. That's what I yeah. did. I, I did yeah. not start watching Lost until it was over. That way I knew that way I wouldn't have to catch up with or, you know, keep up with anything. Uh, and I watched the entire thing and I want to say like a couple months. And uh, yeah, I had none of the disappointment because, you know, you don't retain anything when you binge, of course. That's true. <laughs> so uh, I know I've seen it all. But could I tell you most of anything that happens in the show? <laughs> nope. Say Penny. <laughs> And drive shaft, yeah. crankshaft, or whatever that band is called. Yeah, there you go. You, you all, everybody. everybody. Yeah, I know that much. <laughs> but uh, uh, like uh, Abed eventually learns, like uh, I'm not going to be able to spend Christmas with my mother, maybe ever again. At this point, mm-hmm. given her, our relationship, and I think I didn't mean to play this as the the this early, and I, by this early, this track is 45 minutes long. Um, this this is the best me- meaning of Christmas clip from pop culture. It really is. I get it. The meaning of Christmas is the idea that Christmas has meaning, and it can mean whatever we want. For me, it used to mean being with my mom. Now it means being with you guys. Thanks, Lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you, Lost. Thank you, Lost, for everything. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I absolutely love that idea. And and even if you're cynical and like, yeah, Commit to buy nothing day and Christ is a liar. Christianity is a lie. You get two weeks off for if you're an American, you need to exalt the two weeks off we get around the holidays. Like, make sure they don't take that away from us. Who's getting two weeks off for the holidays? We usually don't, but uh, we usually like we, but I would, yeah, the media, the media would get like uh, because there's not much to talk about, you get like at least a week, but like as a kid, you get two weeks off. Uh, some some oh, yeah. parents get two weeks off, but it's the longest American break that we all get. Most of us. I don't know about that. <laughs> I do think that there's a fair amount of the workforce who work oh, yeah. in customer service I, and retail that would I have say worked... that it's the worst time to be working <laughs> yeah. and the they movie get two hours reps. off. I've yeah. worked in media the, the la- on actual Christmas Day. <laughs> I've worked in media the last ten years. I have worked and edited podcasts every Christmas for the last thirteen fucking years. Mm-hmm. I have never had a Christmas off, but my real jobs take it like who, the ones who give me like health insurance always gave me the, the time off. And America doesn't, say, American jobs do not give you time off. And yeah, for some not reason, that you ever have to defend taking time off because it's right. a natural part of things until it was stolen from us from capitalism. Sure. Um, <laughs> yes. um, the, the idea of the thing about having those two weeks off, at least in my experience, you know, during my time in media, which, you know, I, I still am in technically, but, mm-hmm. um, Yes, you had those two weeks off, but you did that two weeks worth of work before you left. Yeah. So yes, it's the awful. time was off, but you were working very long hours the couple weeks leading up to it so that you could take that break. I got really bad at crunching in the the last the first five years. Great at it. The next 10 years, terrible at it. But that's how long I've been doing this. But Abed's lesson about thing, things have meaning because we give them meaning is one mm-hmm. of those Christmas lessons that's so important to carry mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yeah. I was just reading something, um, some advice that someone gave that was like, you got to celebrate things because that mm-hmm. is how your brain remembers time is through mm-hmm. making celebrations and putting meaning into events. And if you just kind of live your life and don't really have any, you know, breakup of that or any celebration or anything, you're thinking, Time's going to move really fast and you're not going to remember things from year to year. So it's really important. Even if you don't 
celebrate Christmas for a wide variety of reasons, using this time at the end of our calendar year to celebrate and commemorate something is a really good idea. Yeah, even, to- even capitalism requires a little bit of sleep. And this is like just around the 22nd, like you can almost get away with anything. Oh, sniffles. I can't go into Starbucks today. It won't matter. There's like three people ordering coffee. It's fine. And, and, uh, and I, I really dig that about this episode and shit. I'll just burn off all mine so I can quit talking. Um, <laughs> Because, I've got a good segue into one of mine if you want to come back around your list. Um, mm. You know, t- to the point of, uh, you know, things have meaning because we give them meaning. Um, and also, hey, another animated one. Um, I got a clip here from uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus, good old Rankin-Bass special. Um, and, you know, the, the, that movie specifically um, deals with, like, Santa doesn't, like, come around and do anything that year because people stop believing in him. And, uh, what you know, do that? It, it, <laughs> definitely um, <laughs> um and so yeah like this idea of like you know this sort of abstract spirit of christmas or santa whatever you want to call it like it's important because we all came together and decided this is going to be something we talk about this time of year this is going to be something we celebrate and so just just having like that unity of a shared belief in the importance of something like that is what makes that is one of the things that make that holiday so special is just being around like-minded people, essentially. <laughs> you know, you're in your Santa believing bubble, if you will. Um, and it's it's and like so, it's Rankin Bass's first sequel, I think. Uh, yeah, to um, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. I think he played the role of yeah. Santa Claus like four more times or four yeah. times for Rankin Bass. But uh, I I love I really love Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's... It's so it this um man you you were talking about you mentioned before how um. Uh, Linus's speech can make you tear up a little bit, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, both you without a Santa Claus and Santa Claus coming to town can absolutely do that for me. Both um, in this clip we're we're gonna play, and then also in um, Santa Claus is coming to town. You have the that uh, you put one foot in front of the other one song. Foot. You know, the little penguins dancing. That and, that penguin uh, haunts my mind. I love that penguin. So my mom told me she would sing that song to me as a baby while I was learning to walk. Oh, and I cannot watch i cannot hear that song now without like having to just like fight back tears like not that there's anything wrong with crying about that but like every time i just imagine that and it just like oh it just it just melts me. i hope your mom did like a jimmy durante impression and so for this one here with you without a santa claus it's a similar thing where mm-hmm. uh <laughs> it's one of the things that can kind of always make anyone cry is seeing your mom cry and uh, and seeing your mom cry and and in a, in a good in this case in a, in a nice nostalgic way but so this this song for me without a Santa Claus I believe in Santa Claus Ooh. always like got her to there and like yeah you can't how do you not feel sympathetic sitting next to your own mom crying at a Rankin Bass Christmas special oh, no. you know um, so with all that in mind <laughs> you want to hit play <laughs> you don't believe in Santa Claus do you Dad why uh, yes matter of fact I do how about you. Me? Why, of course I do. I believe in Santa Claus Like I believe in love I believe in Santa Claus And everything he does There's no question in my mind that he does exist 
just like love, I know he's there, waiting to be missed. God damn, that classical gas guitar. I, 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 was, I was having a conversation with my parents, I think my girlfriend's parents, some of the importance of Christmas specials for people older than... Um, shit like late gen xers which i'm the oldest person here christmas specials were the only time my parents generation got to watch something on purpose there's Mm. no vcr there's no on demand they can't decide what episode of a television show they watch they just have to wait and see what is aired however the christmas specials were promises so they i think my mom said kids would quote lines more from rudolph because it was guaranteed that more kids had seen that. There's they're not showing it in theaters. There's no VHSs, but like, it was a big. It was such a big deal. Um, these Christmas specials, and I love that. Like TV, a lot of TV, and that's why it's so bad at Apple TV is that TV still pretends it is. They still they still run somewhat insufferable musical, <laughs> old timey <laughs> specials in full screen and pretend they're important um, because Christmas is the meaning that we give to it. And and for some people, that's synonymous with the holidays. Like I'm going to see this thing again. Imagine that for I, I first we do sick of Star Wars before um, I could buy my own VHSs. Like I knew Star Wars would air on like USA or Sci Fi Channel every mm-hmm. December in order, like a lot, and it was just something to look forward to. And now Dave's here again. Double Dave. Oh. <laughs> Double Dave. Um, Dave in stereo. I, I, like Abed said, it has meaning because we give it meaning. And so this idea of just a, a shared belief in something that you consider important and sharing that belief you know, with, with whoever it is you're sitting around the table with yeah. or, or watching the special with, like it's just a really nice communal moment. Um, whether or not your mom cries when she <laughs> listens to something that I now realize sounds very Tom Waitsy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely do with that accent. Yep. <laughs> Do we want uh, Heath Ledger's Joker or Gravel Voice Man? Um, <laughs> and, and, and in terms of that, like, I just wanted to say because I I talk about this every year. If you're a patron, you can watch this with Dave and Brett and I. Uh, the Fraggle, the Bells of Fraggle Rock. I dragged Sarah to it in a theater. A, I loved a little, it a little while ago. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, atheistic Thanksgiving, or not 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 a, not. Not a yeah, not not a special for heathens, but like for atheists to shut the fuck up about other people's beliefs. I I never get tired of talking about Fraggle Rock for a lot of reasons. Because Fraggle Rock, the underground with the Fraggles, and they're dealing with doozers and giant gorgs. That was the same for every culture that saw it. But the Henson Company and the CBC and HBO was this giant co-production. Uh, the things that happened in between were all different. It, it's the first uh, Western show broadcast in Russia, for instance. Um, and mm. and you had Uncle Travel and Matt, which was like uh, the main Fraggle Gobo's uncle who left to go to the real world. And that would be like the kid portion, like, look at what these silly creatures do uh, to, to deliver mail. And in this case, like how they celebrate the holidays. And it was different depending on what territory you're in. And uh, Doc, the character who was like this interstitial character who lived above Fraggle, the human being, the only human being on the fucking show who lived above Fraggle Rock was different and in every territory. And Jim Henson, I think, said, what, what, what I'm, I'm dr- dramatizing this, like, what do you want to do with Fraggle Rock? He's like, 
I want this to be a show that ends wars. <laughs> and like, you wonderful, wonderful hippie man. Of course you do. <laughs> but before we laugh at it, my generation is not fully in charge yet. I don't, I think people who grew up watching Fraggle Rock won't engage in wars. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I think, I think he was correct. Uh, because, because yeah. more than anything, it showed like the show was dedicated to showing you how different ecosystems worked like and unlike yours mm-hmm. and, and, and how baffling that could be and how to work, uh, work within your own community. It's a beautiful show and it's, it, it was made so elaborately. If you have access to it, I checked. It's not streaming, but they do have a new Blu-ray set out as of a year or two ago. Uh, it works on kids still. It's and it's a pos- a hella positive show. And so I, it. Mm-hmm. I think you overestimate how many people watched Fraggle Rock. Uh, we didn't. We all didn't have HBO like you. I didn't have HBO. The one percent. I didn't have HBO. HBO in the eighties. I didn't. I, my my neighbors was did. That the, was that the only way to watch it? Was that if you were an American, yes. Okay, because I watched a lot of it. I guess my parents did have HBO. No, no, but... no, no, no. Davis being a jerk. Uh, oh. I remember the the year oh, it happened okay. in 1988. Turner Turner uh, launched TNT, and a big part okay. of that was like we have the MGM Movie Library and we have uh, the rights to Looney Tunes, Little Rascals, who can launch a channel <laughs> without them, uh, The Muppet Show, and Fraggle Rock. So Fraggle Rock was accessible oh. in 1988 to not for free. But for everyone, uh, a lot more people than HBO as of 1988. And I remember that specifically because I didn't see all of it until then, David. I I only remember it HBO and then Disney for a bunch of years. So I was like, oh, this is never something I can never watch regularly, which sucks. Disney is how I watched it then. Because I can't imagine my parents throwing HBO on for me when I was a little kid. But yeah. uh, yeah, I hope you like watching Martin Tupper get laid on Dream On, little Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's getting a hand job with butter. Let's all have a nice Christmas dinner. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, when you dragged me to this last Mm. year, was it two years ago? I guess it was two years ago. Dragged you and TL. Um, Sam was like, cough, cough. I'm sick. Can't do. I'm like, of course you can't. You liar. Spent $20 on your ticket. He still owes me that, by the way. I'll make a note. He really does. But yeah, I had not thought about really Fraggle Rock and since I was a small, small child. And the nostalgia was like a physical sensation for me. <laughs> like it was, it hit me so hard seeing all of these like little characters that I had grown up watching and being reminded, by the way, like production wise of the Fraggles, how beautiful they look. Like, yeah. Every texture on that show, I wanted to bite. You know that weird thing yes. where you're like a kid and you just want to bite things that yeah. are not is not food. No, like, when my when my dog's hair is all must, I'm like, I want to lick your I want to lick your hair so it falls down a little bit. <laughs> I want you to look it's symmetrical just, again as your friend. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it still works as a as a adult because watching the Fraggles again, I was like, damn, I really just want to bite that Fraggles nose. Like, you need to get those know. like chocolate rocks that they sell. Just eat yes. Those yes. That's sh- it's beautiful. And to they, watch. they have the, the Doozers the crystals. Are amazing. The Doozers crystals, the Fraggles. Oh my ate, God. Yes. Ate, ate a, a species buildings as food. And it was difficult to wrap your head around. Like, no, they, they like it when the Fraggles eat because then they could build more. Like, mm. this is fucking crazy. It's like bees. Eat their honeycomb. But as an, I saw this again as an adult while studying the Christmas specials, and as someone who isn't religious and has just spent at least ten years as a really salty atheist 
like the the worst kind who I condemn now because like you know people beliefs are important but like uh, doc doc in the American version opens up talking about like everybody does something like Christmas for a reason and most Christmases happen because it's the coldest day of the year and we have to do something because bef- like you know back when doc was a kid we'd all die uh, if, if if like there wasn't enough heat or we all weren't in the same room it's difficult to heat things uh and i I just love his description of it hello sprocket how are you oh Oh, i know you do like christmas don't you it's a wonderful time of the year Mm -hmm. even if the days are getting shorter and colder today is december 21st here we've come to the winter solstice solstice Around this time of the year, our part of the world is tilting away from the sun. So we get less heat and winter comes. Now, when the tilt stops, that's the solstice. Means standing still. Rocket solstice. See? Standing still. Well, you know, for hundreds of years all through history, at this time of the year, people have had... You can move now. People have had festivals. Take the Romans. They call their festival Saturnalia. Oh, they had games. <laughs> yes, Saturnalia. But like, but every culture, every, like, I don't even want to say Western culture because it's a fucking equator thing. Like, even in, in certain Mexican cultures, pinatas come out for Christmas. Everybody in a pre-television era did their best to survive the coldest day of the year. Mm-hmm. And the only way you could do that is like, the Yule log. It's not special because we burn a log. It's like you're lighting the biggest fire you can to survive the coldest night that exists. And maybe if you sit next to one another, sing songs and give each other presents, and governments and societies encourage that. That is where Christmas comes from. Americans just still like, it's Jesus's birthday. And like, it's super not. <laughs> that comes in the spring, <laughs> historically speaking. It's, it's, very, it's very not, but it's also like, is Jesus still caring about his birthday? Happy 2022, me. I mean, he's an adult, so he should not be. He should not be. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this it goes back to the Charlie Brown Christmas, too, because mm-hmm. Li- Linus's speech that you call it, it's mm-hmm. actually, he's just reciting the it's Gospel of Luke. Yeah. So it's the it, same thing my great uncle reads to us every Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the same passage. Oh, no. It's the youngest cousin read it. <laughs> but it's so beautiful, especially because the. The message that I get the most from it is fear not. Fear not. Because this is a scary time of year. It gets dark so fast. Like all of a sudden you look outside and it's dark. And if you are people who are pre-science in a way and don't really know what's going on here – that's kind of scary. I was gonna say, and you, also you want to cool. say you want to say pre-science, but as a very close friend of Sarah, like if she's alone and it's dark, I hear a lot more from you. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, what are you doing right now? <laughs> and, and, and presently, we are in a post-science era, apparently. So True. maybe some of that's going to come back. <laughs> maybe, but so, that's the idea of like everyone coming together to combat that fear of cold, mm. of aloneness. So the, the last clip I'll play, I, the last clip I'll pay, play for, from this forever, even though I always use an excuse to play um, Raise Your Voices or There's a Rhythm. I forget what it's called, but like uh, they just posted officially on the Jim Henson YouTube channel finally with lyrics because most of us didn't know what the lyrics were. That's why I remembered the episode my whole life. It's the one of the best songs they wrote for Fraggle Rock, which they wrote a song every episode. 
Uh, Jim Henson also appears in very few Fraggle Rock episodes, and I love that he appears more than once as a snake oil salesman and a guru, uh, a religious guru. And he appears in this for their holiday celebration where they all celebrate the rock so it keeps spinning on the coldest day so they don't die. Um, the rock needs... The rock, uh, this is all in air quotes, needs to keep spinning so they don't die. Gobo, as the intrepid explorer who's getting messages from his uncle traveling Matt, like, this sounds like bullshit. And if it's not bullshit, I'm going to go to the center of the rock and see where it spins and figure all this out because I don't like doing this every year. These traditions are stupid and we shouldn't have to worry about dying all the time. And it's, I don't know. I thought it was like incredibly progressive that he gets there and it's like, there's nothing here. And the guru comes up behind him like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole thing we talked about, our Santa, our Jesus does not exist. What are you going to do about it? And uh, they walk back and when they get back, um, everyone has waited to celebrate the holidays for them to get, everyone has waited for them to get back to celebrate the holidays and they are frozen stiff and nothing is happening. And it's just this ultra, even then and now it's this ultra surreal scene of basically dead fraggles everywhere. It's like the ending of dinosaurs. How did this yeah. happen? <laughs> you told me. Well, we didn't get back in time. We didn't have our, our festival. Oh, but what difference does that make? There is no great bell. Are you sure? Well, I followed the map. You were with me. Listen, and hear what I say for a change. Last year, there was no great bell in that cave of yours, and the rock did not stop, did it? No, but... Last year, the cold came, and it went away just as it always has. What is different this year? Nothing, except we didn't ring our bells. Oh, but what good does ringing bells do? There's no great bell at the center of the rock. But there is a great bell at the heart of the rock. Wimbly? Wimbly, he's moving. It's working. The great bell is at the heart of the rock. I went to the center, not the heart. The heart is, is here, here. Wimbly, Wimbly, ring your bell. The great bell is, is my bell. It's Wimbley's bell. Our bells keep the rock moving. It's our music that keeps the rock alive. This, this to me is deeply moving. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know it's not for everybody. Uh, you can watch our commentary with it. Um, don't tell Jim Henson we stole it and put it on Vimeo. Um, I'm not too happy about that. Stealing my stuff. <laughs> well, that's not going to sit with me. And uh, How would you like a mouthful of teeth? Um, <laughs> I already have a mouthful of teeth. Oh, my bad. This I'm is... a pretty peaceful guy, but you know, uh, I do carry two deadly weapons, my yeah. two fists. I can scrap. <laughs> well, how would you like a Colombian necktie? Whatever shape you'd like. Uh, you ever seen I'll one tear a hole man in your when he's hit over the back of the head with an acoustic guitar? <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> but, but, but the idea that like traditions come from somewhere and just removing them because you don't understand them isn't necessarily the best way to do things. And I, you know, I see, I don't know. It's, it's just that during that time of year where I see a lot of people are like, this is dumb. We should never do that. And like, this is probably here for a reason. We should examine this a little mm. more closely before we rip it out entirely. And um, yeah, yeah I, I love this special so much. And it's just mostly about understanding other people's beliefs and that 
they're there for more important reasons than your rationale. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to move on to. Um, Did you say the travel and Matt segments were different for each territory? Chris? Yeah, I, I like they said that, but I've never actually seen one. But I, yeah, I did because you know how badly I want to see Soviet <laughs> Uncle Matt. I just yeah. know what that is. Look at this! Everybody loves breadline. It's <laughs> silly. <laughs> and David Hasselhoff. Fraggles rock you. Uh, look, you can wave at everyone in homosexual camp. They they all dress the same. <laughs> what? We're we running don't... interference in Dozer election. What, all you goddamn communists <laughs> with your Russian propaganda don't want to acknowledge the homiest homosexual camps? Come now. I'm talking mostly to my girlfriend now. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but these are things that exist. Right? Domestic situation. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. It's just every once in a while, like, yeah, I'm all for communism, but like, can we get? Rid- I don't want to fucking glorify old Russia. Are you crazy? Like, that's what a way to not win over people. And there's yeah. nothing look. There's nothing look forward to there. Um, maybe, maybe talk about the concepts and not the uh, yeah. figureheads behind it so much. <laughs> exactly. Maybe don't call yourself a Maoist if that's like, what you consider. Jesus yourself. was really cool, but you know what? I think he would really convince you him bleeding on his own execution device. That, that's, no, no, that's your thing. You really need to, you need this a marketing a person. Turn. You need a marketing person. Yeah, so the true meaning of Christmas, I think, is. Um, <laughs> that, actually, this I, is uh, Dave's job here to get me to stop I, talking. I, I, I got one. Um, I, I don't think I sent you this exact timestamp, but this is. Uh, so the, there is a lot of, uh, you know, meaning of Christmas stuff that I think is actually truly meaningful. And then mm-hmm. there's stuff that is just like. Um, Hella dark. Uh, hilarious, oh. and this is one of them. Um, and this is boy, uh, this is from an episode of SNL in 2001. Oh, I got it, baby. Yeah, um, in September of 2000 or December of 2001, to be exact. I was going, uh, I was going to save that. It's basically yeah. saying, like, don't, yeah, don't open around Christmas, but this one is like, uh, I, I guess in 2001, we really thought that would be the worst Christmas ever, but um, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it sort of was. Um, say that one for later. No, no, no! It's it, it was. Yeah. It sort of was. It sort of yeah, was take the worst Christmas ever. at the airport ever. that year. Oh boy! Yeah, dude. Every single show is different now. It, like every time you watch Seinfeld, like I'm George. I came here to meet you at your gate. Like we'll never do that again. We'll never be able to walk someone to their goddamn gate. <laughs> and and I, I was going to play this without telling you when it was when it came from because it's it looks like uh, uh, Burl Ives introductory Sam the snowman character from Rudolph. And it all started from the cave of the abominable snow monster. He was as mean and big as the whole North Pole. And no one knew how to stop. I'm sorry. It just all seems so trivial right now. I mean, we're still in Afghanistan. This country's under siege. You know, we're getting warnings every week. And and what are we talking about here? An abominable snow monster? Ooh, a snow monster! I'm so scared! Let's all worry about some crappy-ass snow monster! This is this is th- almost three months to the day after 9-11. If you were around then, like, most people didn't do comedy for, like, a month. Mm. Uh, the Daily Show had a sad theme for, like, the rest of the year. For the Daily Show, <laughs> and, and, and people were people were sort of waiting for SNL to do something weird. And I think TV Funhouse, 
I should say, Rudy Giuliani is on this episode. Oh, God. Is this the one where (laughs) it's like, oh, we could be funny again? And then no, that's that's the first episode. He turned into a slug monster in the recent years. (laughs) Watch my hair bleed. I'm going to quote my cousin Vinny in a federal court. Like that, that guy is a wonderful form of insanity. I hope we'll all laugh at later on. But he is. Interesting, just as a as a touchstone, though, how much SNL has been like the cultural rebound after stuff like this. Yeah. Like, like I, I think you, when, you know when people we had that moment after nine eleven, and and now we have like now that they're back in studio after COVID, like you know, for a lot of fans of the show, like seeing them back in that studio was like very like it it that did give a lot yeah. of hope more I, more so than the at home stuff. I I was there as were most people listening and. A lot of people look to Letterman, and I think Letterman was mm. may have been back first, and it, it is deeply moving, as is John Stewart's speech. But mm. SNL is an institution that lives longer than the people who are on it. So I think most of the world was looking at SNL, and I know how people feel about SNL now, and it's not the same. Please make this feel please make us feel normal or something again. Like just make us feel something mm. again. <laughs> and and the idea of this snowman narrator breaking christmas uh, uh his narrator character in a christmas special he instead drags the kids down to like we got to do something no snowstorm no snow monster what's happening this year oh it's that narrating snowman he's so full of himself he even left christmas town to meet some children well where'd they go i don't like ground zero It's my responsibility as someone in the public eye. When they see me, it'll help. And why do we have to give blood? Don't they have enough already? Trust me, you need to give blood more than they don't need to get it. (laughs) It's so specific. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm going to have to explain that to my children if they ever rerun this. Um, (laughs) I think it's deeply funny and like... I love shit like that. Watching people meditate on the weirdest thing that's ever happened to them, and that's what this is. Because I wonder how Pete Davidson feels about that sketch. Oh goodness, <laughs> um, Pete Davidson of the upcoming "It's a Wonderful Life" remake. What really? What really? Yes, uh, yes. It's uh, he's supposed to be the lead in that. Or the li- is it a remake. live show? No, uh, no, it's a remake. Like I like like an Apatow style. We're doing this Christmas movie now. Yeah, I just want to lasso the moon and put it in your pocket yeah. and shit. What is this? All? Oh, every, Leave me every alone. Every time a, a bell rings, Angel gets his wings. Yeah, Angel gets his wing. Yeah, every I time definitely. Every uh, a devil gets a new yeah. horn. I don't know. Definitely here's my, believe here's my buddy. He, he says he's a donkey all the time. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I just my brother did. fell in the lake. Uh, I call this sexual position Donna style. Uh, why, why did I, I will, do that? What? I will say I, I am like. I realize this is like this is like a dicey thing to say nowadays, but I truly believe you can make comedy out of anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you know your audience and what you're saying is gen like a genuinely interesting thought and funny, you know, obviously there's stuff that's like, hey, what are you talking about? This is funny. Like, no, you just you just like laughing at people that are different from you. Yeah, that's was, that's <laughs> my comedy. But but I do believe truly you can make comedy out of anything, and I believe that when you can start to laugh about something is when you can begin to heal from it. Like, I, I, was, truly, I, was, I, I say that from my own experience too, you know, like there's terrible things in my past that I can laugh about now. And it shows that I have like, I I'm over it. Right. Right. Like you can't laugh about it until you're over it. And there, there are certain way. traumatic events I would want to force onto people as an act of comedy, but I was, fuck, I was, I was giving an example on someone in a zoom meeting the other day, but like 
like, let's say I'm lost in a snowstorm for like two weeks and everyone thinks that I'm dead. All of a sudden on Christmas day, I run in the room covered in snow. Like, Hey, I get no respect around here. <laughs> Everybody cracks up despite the fact yeah. that I like it's, it's, that's how you punctuate horror. And like, and when, yeah. when people deal with, you need the relief after with, the with horrific things. It's why SNL is nice because it's, it's not, it's not like you're watching something old. And like, I can't even remember a time where that was fun. It's like, I really need someone to recontextualize what happened this week as funny. Like, find a funny thing in this. I challenge you. And that's mm-hmm. why it's interesting to watch. And Twitter isn't. It is a bunch of people <laughs> failing at that. And that it's not a good substitute because it's just a thing to get you angry. Whereas SNL, for better or for worse, is designed to, like, it has a committee. Like, that'll make people too angry. Let's not say that. And it'll, they'll play it safe and, like, ah, oh, you fucking satirists. And, like. You know, yeah, we're not sticking the finger in the eye of a bunch of people experiencing trauma. Leave it alone. Like, do your own tweets. We're trying to do a mainstream network. The Dave is on the air. Oh my goodness, okay. how did that just happen? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, in this, I wanted to play. I wanted to play more Night of, Night of the Meek um, while we're doing Darkness with David. <laughs> David Darkness. <laughs> uh, David Darkness. You and your uh, your lady have have like helped rekindle my love of the Twilight Zone, and this is an episode that gets overlooked. If you know the story of the Twilight Zone, it, it looks so good because it's shot on film. It can be uh, turned into HD footage very quickly. So when the streaming uh, the streaming era took hold, like the Twilight Zone was everywhere. Everyone could stream the Twilight Zone. It looked like fuck. This looks like it was made yesterday. Uh, to save money in the second season, they shot a couple episodes on videotape. And this one looks really bad, and it stars Night of the Meek. It stars Art Carney, and one of my favorite, John Fielder, the voice of Piglet, uh, is dressing him down. <laughs> uh, is dressing him down, but he's a, he's a drunk uh, Macy's Santa. He Oh, he has a lot to say about Christmas. Will you please leave? But as for my insubordination, I was he's fired. rude to that woman. Someone should remind her that Christmas... Is more than barging up and down department store aisles and pushing people out of the way. Now, Corwin. Someone has to tell her that Christmas is another thing finer than that. It's richer, finer, truer. And it should come with patience and love, charity, compassion. That's what I would have told her if you'd give me the chance. Well, how philosophical, Mr. Corwin. How, <laughs> how would you like to be dressed down by Piglet, especially when you're Santa? I wish Pooh was there like, you're talking to my guy all wrong. <laughs> what get stabbed in the neck with a screwdriver? You keep talking <laughs> to my boy like that. Someone, I gave her a piece of my mind. <laughs> oh, well, someone's being a bit of an Eeyore. I'm going to put my knee in your stomach. <laughs> but the uh, I love how many people these nice people we've turned into like street fighters. I know, I know. It's like the hack. But that, this dude was the voice of Piglet for I think like fifty yeah. years and up until his death. And but, it's like just his voice. You can't not hear it. You can't not hear it. it I, every time yeah. I see him pop up in like a seventies thing, I, I like I clap my wrist together. I'm so happy. Like it's Piglet. <laughs> uh, but Art Carney is fucking like yeah, hey, Ralphie boy. He's the basis for Barney Rubble's voice. From these, but he's you know, Art Carney from the Honeymooners. And oh, know. really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know how it, I didn't put two and two together. No, it, well, it's possibly because I 
I don't know who plays anything in anything before 1950 or 60 or whatever. That's, that's what's crazy but, about it. This is technically the biggest celebrity they've ever had on the Twilight Zone. And when you watch it now, because they didn't shoot it on film, they shot it on like black and white videotape. It looks like absolute garbage for a, yeah. one, a really great performance from one of the most famous people of all time. But uh, like, there's another part of his speech, I think, where he talks oh, about it. like, yeah, like, you got it. Yeah, yeah, because it's like this really is like incredibly from. relevant still. Yes, <laughs> and and uh, this this is why I, I love this episode it's, again. Night of the Meek, Twilight Zone, second season. Perhaps as your parting word, you can tell us how we can go about living up to these wondrous Yule standards, which you have so graciously laid down for us. I don't know how to tell you, Mister Dundee. I don't know at all. All I know is that I'm an aging purposeless relic of another time and i live in a dirty rooming house on a street filled with hungry kids and shabby people where the only thing to come down the chimney on christmas eve is more poverty will you keep your voice down you know another reason why i drink mr dundee so that when i walk down the tenements i can really think it's the north pole and the children are elves and that I'm really Santa Claus, bringing them a bag of wondrous gifts for all of them. I just wish Mr. Dundee on one Christmas, only one, that I could see some of the hopeless ones and the dreamless ones. Just on one Christmas, I'd like to see See the meat inherit the earth. God, God, it's a Twilight Zone. Don't Ooh. wish for anything the entire time you're in the Twilight Zone. Uh, and it, I sh if we didn't say he's dressed as Santa and hammered the whole time he's giving this speech. And yeah, if you think my drunken performances are intense, holy shit. Our Yikes. <laughs> this episode is great because it has, it's, it's a Rod Serling original. Um, it's not based on anything. He wrote it. And Dave, do you remember how the twist goes? I well, the, tw the the twist. He's like he's a drunken Santa who's like kind of punched in the gut all the time. It's almost the opposite of the Twilight Zone because he's not punished. It ends up a sack falls from the sky and an elf shows up and like, are we going to do this, Santa? Like what? I'm Santa now. Like yeah, you're the only one who's shown an interest. So. Um, homeboy becomes santa and it's it's kind of yeah like the twilight zone in reverse where it's like oh we front loaded all the depressing you know lesson uh delivering stuff and it's a good lesson you know yeah right now we're all probably having our worst christmas ever yes but there are so many people who have on a yearly basis you know the worst christmas ever right mm -hmm. and and we, we encourage yeah, you to, to, to donate. Uh, we're doing um, Toys for Tots this year because <laughs> I was telling this is not philanthropic. Uh, we were at Walmart and picked up a bag that wasn't ours, but somebody left and it just was filled with toys. And we went back and there was no receipt and there's nothing we can do. I'm like, well, we're just going to take this and we're going to we're going to wrap it up and give it to kids because um, fuck this. This is a good time then to also talk about the um United States Postal Service is doing yeah. something called Operation Santa, where they are posting um, letters that children have written to Santa that uh, 
they've identified as kids who are really in need. So that's a place where you can go and sponsor a child's Christmas wishes through that. And there's also another program that I've been telling everyone about because I just found out about it called be a Santa to a senior.com where mm. senior mm. citizens are able to post uh, Amazon wish list for things that they need in your area. And you can just go through and gift what you can to them. And I went through and looked at like some seniors in my area and they want things like shampoo and a pair of pajamas and body wash and like a lot of personal care items, which is something that's really easy to buy from Amazon, get shipped straight to them. So since we are in the portion of talking about people who may be having not great Christmases, that's two things that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Uh, the commercial is going to cost you a little bit of money, Sarah, but like, um, I, I do appreciate it. No. Put it on my tab. Uh, but, but here, <laughs> but tell you what, now you can mention names like Art Carney and John Fielder and Rod Serling, and that'll make an old person who's about to die very happy. Um, <laughs> just, just, just that you know them. Uh, this episode is great. It suffers from a lack of fidelity, which is why Twilight Zone has lasted so long. Cause it's, it's shot very well for television. Um, thank you once again to uh, Lucille Ball uh, for making all that happen, for making Star Trek and Twilight Zone look so good. Um, and now I want to get into the biggie. Sarah, you you suggested one. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually not directly Christmas adjacent, but it's from one of the biggest modern Christmas movies uh, one that of I, our time. I, I should say that is, is very much growing on me. Um, I saw this in the theater and was very mad. And now every woman I've ever uh, wanted to have sex with loves this movie. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I've, I mean, I've watched it so many times. And like, yeah. I, I, when I don't watch it, I'm like, I don't feel right. I should probably watch Love Actually. <laughs> it's, it's part of our like national fabric of Christmas movies. And um, I mean, there's a lot to like about it. There's a lot to make fun of about it. It also has one of the worst Christmas speeches ever, which is actually completely nonverbal. Is when um, yeah, fucking uh, the Andrew Walking Lincoln. Dead come yes comes mm-hmm. up and basically tells Elizabeth from Pirates. Kieran yes, I mean. that he's in love with her and mm-hmm. that he wishes she would leave her husband. And because on Christmas, that's the time you tell the truth, which I, I found to be the opposite, actually. <laughs> There's a lot of lying that happens at Christmas time yeah. for everybody's benefit. A lot of people <laughs> and their roommates around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, yeah Grandma, yeah. this is my roommate. Yeah, right. Uncle Jared, fraud happens in every election. Yeah. Can we please pass the cranberry sauce? <laughs> my son Carl is just fine. Coral, coral. Uh, this is only my second glass of wine. These are all <laughs> lies you tell people at Christmas. <laughs> but uh, this is the opening of Love, actually, and it's mm-hmm. it's 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 Hugh Grant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. General opinion starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed, but I don't see that. Seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends. When the planes hit the Twin Towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. It's so good. I mean, it's so good. It's just a perfect little capsule of 
and a good way to start off a holiday movie. And this movie came out in 2003, which for me was really significantly important because I gra- I was graduating from college. We had mm-hmm. just invaded Iraq. It was kind of a scary time. No, what, I'm sorry. What college did you go to? <laughs> no, no, no. I just graduated from high school. Sorry. And I, I was just starting college. And yeah, it was really kind of a scary, nerve wracking time. We were still on kind of all high alert from mm-hmm. 9-11. And uh, it was also one of the first movies I feel like that directly referenced 9-11. Right. Actually, now I, I think about I, it. I, I get scared like re- referencing COVID during this, but like Love actually mm-hmm. had the balls to set a lot of stuff in an airport during 9-11, which is, yeah. which is incredibly important. It, mm-hmm. And the idea that you can't go past security is yeah. actually like a major plot point in the movie. It's like it's like a surprise cast. Like being around at the monologue of SNL. Is Steve Martin going to come out? Uh, okay. But I got someone else. Yes. Woo-hoo. I also just want to point out if Diana was here, she would say, he says the name, he wins the movie. He does. True. He did say the title there. That's true. Everybody and drink. it got Titular it out there line. in the first minute. Yep. Anyways. But yeah, it's it's super sweet. And they also, like, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but in that opening, he, there are it's like a montage of people greeting each other at the airport and it's all different kinds of relationships and it's real people that it's from footage that they actually shot at Heathrow and it's, it's super sweet and it's just kind of really, really gets to the heart of it of, you know, no matter what type of family situation you're in or what your holidays look like, if you look, love is actually all around. (laughs) I'm going to be in the middle. Now he has to sing something. (laughs) Christmas is all around us. I feel it all around And my fingers and toes. I can't remember exactly. I've seen the movie a lot. I want to. Bill Nighy, one of our greats. Oh, I love him so much. Not the science guy. No, wait. Not the science guy. Oh, that's that's, that's the, the, the thing I hate most about the movie. I'm like. The, what what's the rating in this movie? R oh, because Laura Lenny shows her tits for no reason, and, and it's like the, the most uncomfortable the other, sequence in the film. Oh, the worst! But there's also other boobs in it. It's the um, right the, the, the orgy sequence, the fluffer. Yes, thing. with uh, Frodo. Yes. No, not Frodo. <laughs> Tim from The Office. No, I have not, not seen one. this movie, and I'm suddenly very. Are you intrigued. kidding? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, totally uh, worth seeing. Deep. It uh-huh. is uh, uh totally. It is the best version of what was those those awful Gary Marshall like uh, Valentine's oh. Day movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, that's 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 what I associate it with, and maybe that's purely because of poster design. Mm-hmm. But that's is, what it is linked to in my mind. It's completely a ripoff because it is stories of like interleaking strangers and their mm-hmm. own Christmas stories. So I mean, that is. Gary Marshall basically ripped that off ripped for um, Valentine's and the, the Day. The poster, I, I yeah, know sure. what Tony's talking about. The poster, I have a, I have a rule: white people, white poster, red font, Chris Run. Mm-hmm. And, it's true. <laughs> and, so good. It, it, it's a um, really good rule to live by because I didn't have to watch Why Him with. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, also I've seen, I have seen that. Yeah, or meet the or meet the Fockers or anything like that. White people, white poster, red font, Chris Run. Uh, it works every time. It's also one of my favorite performances of Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson together as a married couple. Their story is probably my favorite, and it's the saddest story. I I, I was so happy because um I love, I love the character of Colin in the Harry Potter book, who's only in the second movie, but that little kid is Liam Neeson's kid, who's a widow, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like their story. <laughs> I, yeah. thought, I thought the kid was like the most adorable kid I've ever seen in my whole life. He's in the Queen's Gambit now. Is he really? I bet yes. he looks, and so he looks exactly the well, same. No. Yeah, he he that that guy is like three or four years older than me, and he looks like he is twenty yeah. at most. Yeah, he looks exactly Brady, the same. Brody Dallas Howard, something like that. I don't remember. Some mm. he's one of those three name actors, you know. Yeah, it didn't mm. give him the sad. <laughs> it didn't get a sad card on time. Um, and. Two more, and then we're going to close out because it's Christmas, and you all got you all have things to do. Um, we, Santa's coming. I, I didn't I didn't learn this till thirty twenty ten, but uh, if anybody can guess this movie, absolute brain. Drug addiction, international terrorism, freeway killers. Now. It is important to remember the true meaning of Christmas. Don't miss Charles Dickens' immortal classic, Scrooge. Your life might just depend on it. This, this... What? <laughs> this makes me what? so happy. <laughs> that is not... I did not expect that to take that turn. <laughs> I love... I love this movie so much. Um, I own I own an original poster of this that I keep meaning to like frame and bring out. Um, I own a theatrical. Give it to me for Christmas. No, no one. I I bid on it in an auction on the closing down at a closing down theater in San Francisco. It it I paid a lot for this. Um, I'm so glad I could genuinely react to hearing that for the first time. What you don't know, Scrooge, Richard Donner, Scrooge. That particular, I've not heard it voiced in like that trailer. I've not heard it take that turn before. It's, like, it's, well, to Scrooge be fair, that's it. the movie within the movie. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's why. Because yeah, yes, yeah, Scrooge. You get your, you know, you know, back to movie posters. That's a great one. Oh, one uh, of the I, I just want to say, you know, lighting the cigarette. But, in terms, um, in terms of how old we are, uh, that was one of three things I researched during this that mentioned acid rain as one of our like top five <laughs> problems. And like I haven't heard oh, anyone mention that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when rain was going to hurt our faces. Oh. Yeah, quicksand, quicksand in the ground, and acid rain in the sky were both things I was deathly afraid of, and I'm never ever. Hundred percent, and the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. <laughs> well, have you ever been though? Because maybe no. it is. Well, that's yeah. fair. Might still be the danger. Anyway, I guess I need to go back and watch Scrooge again because that really that really took a left turn well, for me. That, that's, I, when you watch Scrooge now. Sorry, this is this is not very Christmassy, but like um one you're 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 struck with like how much the 80s got away with in terms of a PG rating. And this mm, is mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. has been elevated to a bona fide classic and like like there's still some really frank sexual and like violent and yep. nipply talk in this film mm-hmm. that is now Airplane is PG and it has nudity. <laughs> yeah, 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 like like it's <clears throat> this is not one to bring out in front of the kids because like there's a lot of gunfire strangely yeah. and screws. Yeah, just really disturbing imagery. Yes. I mean yeah. the eyeballs in the glass, the dude on fire, like even even, even the, the, the emotional moments of him finding um his friend dead, frozen yes. to death in the sewer. It's like <sighs> Jesus, I, I don't know that I don't know that you can show this to kids. Like but it's yeah. it's the harshest classic that we have. I it's think closer Scrooge. to me in like imagery and the way it makes me feel it's closer to American Werewolf in London. I mm. want to hug you and probably marry you so much for making that comparison. <laughs> Holy shit. Which uh, is also one of my favorite movies of all time. It is. But wow. That's a, that's, 
I mean, yeah, there's like, and there's a shitload of makeup in this too. Makeup, and, the practical effects, the the dinginess of it all. The like, yeah. it's very dark, but it's also very funny. Like, ugh, I just love them both so much. Scrooge is probably my like number two favorite Christmas movie of all time. All right, you might get a poster for Christmas, <laughs> but, but but it's it's. I mean, you could get me my a poster of my number one Christmas movie of all time. Love actually. Oh, eyes wide shut. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I, I thought movie. I did. I sent you a gif of Nicole Kidman like masturbating. I thought mm-hmm. uh, I did want to include her speech about wanting to have an affair on her husband that she gives to Tom Cruise during that. I wanted to include that in this collection. That is that because I thought originally Dave's like, let's do the darkest Christmas speeches, and like, well, that is the darkest. Yes. Like, uh, I saw a military guy once, and I thought like. I will leave my husband forever yes, and fuck just yes. to fuck this guy once. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just to get into that real quick, like as a as a a teenager, when I saw that movie, like w- women have these thoughts. Uh, like it was, <laughs> it was super oh, horrifying. <laughs> I, a teen again. I was a teenager. I don't even know who let me in the film. So cute. I know. Like uh, I would give up everything to fuck this this person once. I thought that was just something men said. Uh, but Nicole Kidman said it very elaborately in Eyes Wide Shut, Sarah's favorite Christmas. <laughs> um, Scrooge, and, and like I didn't know this that we did 30 2010. Bill Murray had retired after Ghostbusters from acting, self imposed retirement, had not done anything, decided to not make movies anymore. Um, he didn't like the comedies he was in, and he did a, a dramatic movie called Razor's Edge that nobody saw. And decided to quit the movie industry. And this is the first time he came back. A year later, he's in Ghostbusters 2. I only say that because Bill Murray was relevant and popular before I was born and is relevant and popular now. And I, I can't say that about Chevy Chase. But you mentioned his comedy hiatus. I'm actually, I, I've not seen, there's, I guess this is an alternative poster. I've not seen this before. It's, it's still, he's still getting his, his cigarette lit by like a skeleton hand, but he's got the three ghosts above him. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically, this poster says his first comedy since Ghostbusters, like yeah. actually marketing yes. on that fact of his yes. return. I've, yeah, I've only seen, you know, the one where he's a uh, poster, right? Like with the hand reaching in. I've not seen that alternate poster before. And yeah, like Bill Murray was gone for four years and nobody could find another one. And it, it, people yeah. were very excited to have him back. If you read about the behind the scenes, like, uh, they, they he tried was tried with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, movie violations with Joel Murray. It's not his fault because oh, he I sounds. Was, I was thinking Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> no, 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 moving violations with his brother Joel or Joe. He sounds and looks just like them. You can see Hollywood desperate for another Bill Murray, mm. and Bill Murray won't do anything. It's weird to think about. Um, Isn't. Isn't his brother in Scrooge his actual brother? Yeah, yep. that's Joel, Brian. Yeah, Doyle? all his brothers are. Yeah, all his brothers are in uh, Scrooge. A, sh- a shower curtain, a VCR. <laughs> wow! But but Scrooge is, um, I think, modernly you can put this on around adults and like everyone and have a Christmas time with everyone and everyone will be happy. No one will be like, oh, this is so cheesy because it's fucking weird and it's a huge effects movie and it opens up with a giant misdirect and it's awesome and I would love to see this remastered in 4K. It's fucking incredible. And it has Carol Kane kicking his ass. Bust that point, Dexter. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, which I, I think that and I was Bobcat just... Goldthwait is in. It. I keep yeah. forgetting. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like an all star cast of people with slightly weird voices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all star people, uh, all star cast of people. When I saw it, I would not have want them to read me a bedtime story. I would have rather <laughs> have killed myself. But uh, but this movie is 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 like pitch black dark and gets run like a normal Christmas movie. And I I, I guess we should change our standards because our parents' standards was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And like, if you consider Christmas story, our basis, like, you know, they referenced the word fuck in there a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I saw it today in this, in, in a store, like, Oh, f- fudge. <laughs> like that's the, the brand of it. It has Ralphie's mm, face yeah. and Oh, f- fudge. Um, mm. Basically saying they're selling fuck fudge. <laughs> <laughs> selling fucking well, fudge. nothing puts people in the mood than a giant block of chocolate. That's for sure. But Scrooge is actually excellent. Has a great um, um, Bill Murray coming around, and like I've watched this several times after learning that Bill Murray came out of retirement. And when you see all the cast around him, and like Bill Murray enjoying himself again, and especially in the credits, like you you know that's oh, yeah. not written. He's having fun being a comedic actor again. It's neat. It almost to seems like the cast party happened yeah. in front of us. Yeah. yeah, it looks like the good nights to SNL. Oh yeah. God damn mm. it! Yes, excellent guys. Um, uh, fuck yeah. And I'm so angry. I've never been in a, like, you know, we t- we 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 talked about off our air about like movie theaters. You know, if they ever reopen or and whatnot. But like, there's certain experiences I would love, and one would to be to like see this in a theater and be there for the credits. Because yeah. I've always done it with, it's always been me, and, and this is sad that you know it's not going to happen for me this year. I would watch this movie with my, you know, my brother and my sister, and when he said, you know, uh, you know, now the men sing, and I would tell my brother, you sing, and then the real men, and then I, you know, I just got oh. one over O'Brien. Ha ha. Oh, now you have to moan a little bit. <laughs> much like how I, the beginning of this made me want to go watch Community again. Now I need to very much go watch Scrooge again. It's you should. One of those things, it's, 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 I know I have seen, but probably was too young and therefore don't remember like anything about it. I, you know, I, as someone who, like, it is something my family, because, rec- you know, my dad's uh, of the first season of SNL generation and me and my sister are not. It's the thing that gets requested we watch most around Christmas. And it, fluctuates prices and gets taken down and but it's it's always being broadcast somewhere um it just yeah it is obviously it could i feel like uh uh if it we ever get to a point where scrooge is run 24 hours a day i cannot wait to see what the gross end of christmas looks like (laughs) because this is still pretty it's pretty out there it's uh again really worth watching we're going to play a Bill Murray speech for you. I'm getting a little hammered here. How did that happen? That happened because it's Christmas Eve, I'm telling you. I'm not crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We, we, we smile a little easier. We, 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 we cheer a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. It's a mm-hmm. miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. And if you waste that miracle, you're going to burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. 
you can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and say, oh, by the way, here. I get it now. And if you, if you give, then, you, then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's, it's everybody who's got to have this miracle. And it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you, the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I, don't, I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. This makes me so happy. I <laughs> it's a really it beautiful so speech. I love it so much. Of, yeah. Yeah. It, to be the I people mean, it, we always hoped we could be for a day like that, it's such a beautiful idea. Also you know, sounds like he's winging it through most of this. Yeah. yeah there's, there's when you just hear the audio. <laughs> especially if you like look at the quote on IMDb, like this could be read by um, by Morty or Rick in Rick Sanchez and Rick and Morty. Like, you, 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 you think you know everything, like, Dave? It's gonna be great. And uh, <laughs> just take a take a take a take a blanket. Just give it to homeless guy. Just give it to him. It is, but it, it's just the way Bill Murray does it. And like, mm. like, yeah, just like the awakening he's having in that scene. It's just so like palpable. Mm. And I mean, I can only imagine. Like, yeah, back then, you know, you thought this guy might not do movies again. He might just lay low and try some other kind of career. But no, he's coming back and and he's delivering like one of I mean, he's had so many amazing performances, but I think this is still one of my favorite. And yeah. like the, you talk about like who's the best Dracula, who's the best Santa. This is probably the best Scrooge to me. You and there's mother really heavy competition. Michael Caine, I just watched him up at Christmas Carol yesterday. Ooh, he's amazing. No, no. Yeah. Um, Again, what I love I, about I, that movie is that like uh, the Muppets go off book, but everything Michael Caine says is from Dickens novel. He should be buried with a holy in his own art. And then the Muppets are like, uh, pop culture reference, slap bracelets. Yeah. And like, and, <laughs> um, Is there anyone? I'm trying to think of all the Scrooges now. Well, because, Scrooge I mean, McDuck, I won't, I won't allow this to be said. But live action, yeah, I think Dave's correct. Uh, this is the best. You have your, your like Jim Carrey quasi polar express right. looking oh no 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 no, no, no. I did not watch but i'm thinking more of picard i would i would throw would all those start. movies in a fire to warm myself one half a degree for a single holiday season <laughs> like those movies are terrible yes uh, let's not forget the one in the uh, honey nut cheerios commercial Ooh, oh right did you say honey and nuts oh my god <laughs> I forgot he's a public domain character. You can use Scrooge or whatever you like, want. Who, who knew that um, you, you didn't even have to have three ghosts come? You just had to have a little bee give it Ebenezer Scrooge some cereal, and then boom, <laughs> Christmas is saved. I mean, they are really delicious. They are. Wow, this normally terrible cereal is so sweet. You there, what day is it? Do not blaspheme Cheerios. <laughs> I fucking hate um, Cheerios, and I hate a... that they have 16 kinds of them in the grocery <laughs> store. All the Cheerios there is. What kind of monster makes Cheerios chocolate? You there, what year is this? <laughs> if you want a uh, another uh, maybe quick ranting one in a very different tone, Chris, there's a clip in there that could be just for, for fun because it's always a good one. Gremlins? Uh, no, just above that. Oh, yes. And so, yeah, if you're feeling like I am this year, even though we're not hosting family, it's just that Every bad thing that could happen to someone financially has happened to me right now. <laughs> In addition to a, a dating, a girl, I have my anniversary and her birthday like 
less than a month before Christmas. And I'm Ooh, like, rough. fuck this. And I'm so mad at the holiday season at this point. I'm looking at uh, cheats. I'm Googling my, I've never Googled this hard because like, I can't spend money on anybody. I have to fucking figure shit out. Uh, and that's when I feel like I want to return to Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Who I is, was going to say hugs would work because you never <laughs> have to pay them back. Yeah, I, can't we can't even give you hugs yet. Uh, I can't even give you my patented hug where I move my hips from side to side. Every lady loves that one. Uh, yes, very gross. They call it a hug rub. <laughs> should, right I, should I have done that? That would be very gross and I should be fired from everything. Um, yeah, this one probably has a couple like a couple people feeling like Clark Griswold this yeah, year. I, I, I guess. I'm feeling like, like financially, I'm feeling like Clark Griswold because like if there was any solace anyone could have for themselves, they bought it this year. They bought it, uh, and, and 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 so I, I, I'm I've called every relative I've, I've I have to ask what the other one wants, and it's just like eh, everything sucks. No one no one wants anything but for this to end, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and I can't get anyone that. So I feel like Clark Griswold, Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought. Right here, with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Cut get to, me Bill Murray's brother. Cut to get me Randy Quaid, the best supporter, the best Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, oh. I think a lot of us are feeling that. A lot of us are feeling that this holiday. If you, if you somehow, uh, you know, got yourself maybe let's say a couple billion richer during this time period, that rants for you. That, <laughs> that rants or against yeah, you. Rather. If you somehow sell exclusively hand sanitizer, video games, and coffins. Congratulations, you've had a great year, and I hope I hope if your you, candidate does the best for you. If you heard about a coming pandemic and then uh, sold all your airline stock and bought uh, a bunch of stock in um, medical supply companies, that rant is for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's remember, uh, 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 Bebe came out to Florida to go help his friends slash like try and get involved in the community. Like, oh shit, revival movie theaters, arcades, and record stores. Fuck yeah. Oh. This is ruined now. Uh, as if I didn't hate this president of O already. Mm. But hey, it's a funny rant. <laughs> it is a it's funny a rant. and it is a classic. Is but again, I'm paused on Randy Quaid's face, and like it, even that <laughs> makes me mad right now. He's he still gets some good rants in now and again too. You get him talking about uh, Hillary the, in her email. The, the president <laughs> made him relevant six years after he tweeted about him. It's the weirdest thing. I've, have you not seen those Randy Quaid tweets? Don't. They're the weirdest things I've ever seen. Weirder than him fucking his wife in front of me. Oh, I was just about to say that he and his wife been up to, unfortunately, some more. Uh, oh, what's the what's the term for that? Not uh, exhibitionist stuff since then. So, uh, and, and I, Dave, I think. Maybe, can you back me up on this? Uh, there are five vacation movies. None of mm-hmm. them are bad, but Christmas Vacation is far and away the best. Far away. Uh, Ed yeah, Helms it, is a grown-up. Rusty's a little mediocre, but uh, yeah, you know, no, the rest, I, rest are okay. I, I, I like I the remake. I really defend Vegas Vacation. 
Uh, I, and I like Vegas vacation. I like European vacation, despite the resolution. Uh, I, I like them all. I'm the one person that does not like Christmas vacation. Because no, I identify why? with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I'm like, oh, I yeah. hate neighbors. I hate them so much. I have to leave. And I, I have my, my thing against Christmas vacation. Um, I love telling this dumb story. And I know I've told it on, on the show before. But uh, uh, I, I had hiccups for like three weeks they would disappear for a couple hours and they'd come back. And I remember seeing Christmas vacation in the theater and my hiccups came back for almost the whole movie. And I really liked it. And I asked my dad if I could see it again while I wasn't hiccuping. And he said, yes, I have had the hiccups again twice in my entire life in 30 years, hmm. but I had the hiccups for three, for three weeks straight, uh, culminating, all out. In, yeah, culminating in uh, a Christmas vacation. It was very, but like the painful kind <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's me every that. time it is a very rare thing for me but every time it's that painful like i'm someone is like someone grabbed my adam's apple yeah kind of move everything i don't understand this physiologically what's happening here i don't know where the murder is that's a great dad move though to be like yes son you can watch it again when you're really really it again. My, and, and, and i think I, I really think from taking my dad to see a movie twice which is not something he might have done for something he didn't totally love made him love this movie more. And it's now a Christmas staple in our household. Cause I had, I, I, I didn't see it twice. I do like the undercurrent of, uh, so this Scrooge and Die Hard are all like they, I mean, Die Hard doesn't really teach you the meaning of Christmas, but they all have to insert a bit of sticking it to the uppies. <laughs> yeah. Or the yippies. I forget which one my dad was, but uh, yeah, it, I can't believe there's like Christmas inflatables now of Chevy Chase that are 12 feet high that are the oh, el- electrified cover of this poster. You don't pair that up with the 12 foot skeleton. Don't buy one of those. No, no, I have a I have a a 20 foot um, abominable snowman from Rudolph. He towers over the skeleton. That's <laughs> true. You should make um, them fight. Uh, I can't afford to do any of that right now. And the and because like it's so cold and wet here, like. Yeah. I can't stake anything. Um, well, for oh, Florida. Yeah. Let's just be never honest. mind. Let's just close this down and let everyone go uh, <laughs> go about their weekend. Tony, where like what are you up to right now? Uh, I'm up to a whole lot right now. Uh, so I have just launched a, a video essay channel on YouTube uh, called Framework. Um, I would definitely encourage people to check that out. Um, if you listen to Video Game Apocalypse recently, you heard me talk about it there. I've also been posting about it in the community, so hopefully you're not sick of hearing my voice and, and those things because, uh, I mean, the channel's a whole lot of my voice. So um, yeah, please do check that out, you know, if you like uh, gaming and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, I'm not sure quite when this episode will post, but uh, as of now, there's a Demon Souls video up. There may or may not be the second video up. I'm doing them biweekly, so we'll see. Um, but yes, please do check that out. Um, you are, am, you are one of my favorite YouTubers I've ever seen in my entire life. And I am incredibly happy to see you strike out on your own. So I, thank you. Framework subscriber day one. And I cannot wait to see what you, you end up doing. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. very kind. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe in the, the like message of positivity that I'm doing with this. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to find cool angles on stuff, you know, that, that covers covers the games people are already talking about, but in a way that that people aren't necessarily talking about them, right? So that's kind of the goal. Um, as, as I like to say it, uh, it, it examines the small things that make a big difference in your favorite games. So like definitely, if that's something you're interested in, please do check it out because um, I believe in it. And uh, YouTube is a slow, if it is ever successful, it is a slow burn. So um, 
you know, things like this, coming on shows like this, which thank you very much for having me, um, do a lot to, to, to help move that along. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, please do check it out. Uh, that's oh and i so yeah so it's framework on youtube you can get there tiny url um slash framework yt it's also at framework underscore video on twitter and then personally i am at chain gun pope on twitter uh i'm at dave rudden on twitter um and i just love chatting with people about these anytime i'm on so you know hit me up on twitter hit me up on the post on on laser time i'll definitely be uh looking at that and um yeah just to to to, to wrap to, to go for full circle, the one thing I think uh, Christmas Vacation could have used to make it my favorite Christmas movie mm-hmm. is uh, Danny Glover, uh, Donald Glover and Danny Pudi singing to Chevy Chase about how he saved Christmas at the end. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> everything in the world. Uh, I got a great close. So just stick around to the end. I, I tried to find something that is, even if you're 60, you may never have heard. Um, so stick around for the close. And we will close out with that. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Listen to 302010, patreon.com slash laser time. We love you. Have a happy holiday no matter what you do. Uh, we love you. Night. Feed me, Shiva. Feed me. Come on, let's hear it from all you folks out there. Come on. You don't know the words. Come on. Come on, let's hear it from this side of the theater. Come on, just over here. All right. All right, that's no good. Come on, let's try the other side of the theater. Come on. Well, that, all right, how about just the men? Come on, just the men. All right, the real men. Let's hear the real men. All right, all right. All right, the women. The women now this time. No, the real women. The real women. You know who you are. Are right, you? Who was making all the noise through the whole movie? My brother, the king of Christmas. A word to the wise to all the children of the 20th century, whether their concern be pediatrics or geriatrics, whether they crawl on hands and knees and wear diapers or walk with a cane and comb their beards. There's a wondrous magic to Christmas and there's a special power reserved for little people. In short, there's nothing mightier than the meek. And a Merry Christmas to each and all.